Today is the 15th day of December, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth His praise, to hear His holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship Him. Let us gather with penitent and obedient hearts, confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by His infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm for the 15th day, evening prayer, Psalm 78. Hear my teachings on my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times. That which we have heard and known and what our forefathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works he has done. He gave his decrees to Jacob and established a law for Israel, which he commanded them to teach their children, that the generations to come might know, and the children yet unborn, that they in their turn might tell it to their children, so that they might put their trust in God and not forget the deeds of God, but keep his commandments, and not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, 
a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The people of Ephraim, armed with the bow, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonders he had shown them. He worked marvels in their sight of their forefathers in the land of Egypt and the field of Zoan. He split open the sea and let them pass through. He made the waters stand up like walls. He led them with a cloud by day and all the night through with a glow of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as from the great deep. He brought streams out of the cliff and the waters gushed out like rivers. But they went on sinning against him, rebelling in the desert of the Most High. They tested God in their hearts, demanding food for their cravings. They railed against God and said, Can God set a table in the wilderness? True, he struck the rock, the waters gushed out, and the gullies overflowed. But is he able to give bread or to provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob, and his anger mounted against Israel. For they had no faith in God, nor did they put their trust in his saving power. So he commanded the clouds open above and open the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them grain from heaven. So mortals ate the bread of angels. He provided for them food enough. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens and let out the south wind by his might. He rained down flesh upon them like dust and winged birds like the sand of the sea. He let it fall in the midst of their camp and round about their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled, and for he gave them what they craved. But they did not stop their craving, though the food was still in their mouths. So God's anger mounted against them. He slew their strongest men and laid low the youth of Israel. In spite of all of this, they went on sinning and had no faith in the wonderful works. So we brought their days to an end like a breath and their years when sudden terror. Whenever he slew them, they would seek him and repent and diligently search for God. They would remember that God was their rock and the most high God their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast towards him and they were not faithful in his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave them their sins and did not destroy them. Many times he held back his anger and did not permit his wrath to be aroused. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that goes forth and does not return. How often the people disobeyed him in the wilderness and offended him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he ransomed them from the enemy. How he wrought his signs in Egypt 
and his omens in the field of Zoan. He turned their river into blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent swarms of flies among them, which ate them up, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar and the fruit of their toil to the locust. He killed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He delivered their cattle to hailstones and their livestock to hot thunderbolts. He poured out upon them his blazing anger, fury, indignation, and distress, a troop of destroying angels. He gave full rein to his anger. He did not spare their souls from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, the flower of manhood and the dwelling of Ham. He led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them to safety and they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to his holy land, the mountain, and his right hand had won. He drove out the Canaanites before them and appointed an inheritance to them by lot. He made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. But they tested the Most High God and defied him and did not keep his commandments. They turned away and were disloyal like their fathers, and they were undependable like a warped bow. They grieved him with their hill altars and provoked his displeasure with their idols. When God heard this, he was angry and utterly rejected Israel. He forsook the shrine of Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among his people. He delivered the ark into captivity his glory into the adversary's hand. He gave his people to the sword and was angered against his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men. There were no wedding songs for their maidens. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lament. Then the Lord woke as though from sleep like a warrior refreshed with wine he struck down his enemies on the backside and put them in perpetual shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the height of heaven, like the earth which he had founded forever. He chose David, his servant. He took him away from the sheepfolds. He brought him from following the ewes to be a shepherd over Jacob, his people, and over Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them with a faithful and true heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Revelation to John, chapter 2, beginning at the 18th verse. One, like the Son of Man, said to me, and to the angel of the church of Thyatira, write, These are the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like the flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love, faith, service, and patient endurance. 
I know that your last works are greater than the first. But I have this against you. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet and in teaching and beguiling my servants to practice fornication and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her fornication. Beware, I am throwing her on a bed, and those who commit adultery with her I am throwing into a great distress, unless they repent of her doings, and I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am the one who searches minds and hearts, and I will give to each of you as their works deserve. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold their teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden, only hold fast to what you have done until I come. To everyone who conquers and continues to do my works to the end, I will give authority over the nations, to rule them as an iron rod. And when clay pots are shattered, even as I also received authority from my Father, to the one who conquers, I will also give the morning star. Let anyone who has an ear listen to the Spirit is saying to the churches. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, by night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 3, beginning at the 27th verse. Jesus said to the crowds and to the disciples, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside they are full of bones of the dead and of all kinds of filth. So you also on the outside look righteous to others, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, If you have lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Thus you testify against yourselves that you are descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measures of your ancestors. You snakes, you brood of vipers! How can you escape being sentenced to hell? 
Therefore, I send you prophets, sages, and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and pursue them from town to town, so that upon them you may come as the righteous blood shed on earth, and the blood of the righteous able to be blood of the Zechariah son of Baruch, who was murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I tell you, all this will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent in it. How often have I desired to gather your children under a hen, gathering her brood under the wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading for the Friday in the second week of Advent from the homilies of John Chrysostom, Bishop of Constantinople in the year 407. When we despise the poor, we despise Christ. Thus, our blame is very great. Paul himself persecuted Christ in persecuting those who are his. That is why Christ is heard to say, why do you persecute me? Hence, whenever we give, let us have the same dispositions as if we were giving to Christ for his words are more sure than our vision. Therefore, when you see a poor person, remember these words in which Christ reveals to you that it is he himself whom you can nourish. For even if that which appears to be not Christ, yet in this person's form it is Christ himself who receives and begs. But are you ashamed to hear that Christ begs? Rather, be ashamed when you do not give to him when he begs. Herein lies the shame, as well as the pain and the punishment. His begging stems from his goodness and calls for our rejoicing. But your failure to give stems from your inhumanity. But if you do not believe now that in passing one who is poor, you are really passed by Christ, you will believe it when he will bring you in the midst of his followers and say, 
As often as you neglected to do it to one of these least ones, you neglected to do it to me. What is the good of adorning Christ's table with golden vases if he himself is left to perish in hunger? First, fill him when he is hungry, and then you can adorn his table with what remains. Tell me, suppose you see someone without the necessary food and neglect to appease that person's hunger while you first overlay the table with silver. Will the hungry one thank you and not rather be indignant? Or again, suppose you see someone wrapped in rags and stiff with cold and neglect giving them a garment while you build golden columns claiming thereby to honor them. Will that person not say that you are mocking and regard it as a most extreme insult? Tell yourself that you act exactly in this way toward Christ when he is going about as a wanderer and a stranger in need of lodging, and you neglect to receive him, but you deck out a pavement and walls and capitals of columns. You hang up silver lamps by means of chains, but you will not even look upon him who is enchained in prison. And I say these things not to forbid munificence in these matters, but to admonish you to do those other works together with these, or rather, even before these. Someone might say, if it were granted me to entertain Paul as a guest, I would readily do so. Behold, it is in your power to entertain Paul's master as your guest, and you will not do so. For whoever welcomes one such child for my sake welcomes me, says Christ. By how much more the brother or sister may be least, so much the more does Christ come to you through that person. Whoever receives the great often does it out of vainglory also, but whoever receives the lowly does it purely for the sake of Christ. Here ends the reading. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>